0: Hey
1: everybody, my name is Don Pullen and this is the School of Obedience. When you look at what's going on in the church world today and these documentaries that are coming out that are exposing the church system and the way the church works, we've seen the story with Hillsong and now we've seen the church, the TB Joshua thing, All this weirdness going on and the problem with these kinds of happenings, the problem with being in these kinds of congregations. And you've got to know that these are not churches, these are false churches. But the danger of being in these kinds of settings is that a lot of people are in a cult and a cult is man-centered not god-centered so what happens is when the individual is exposed it doesn't necessarily have to kill the ministry but it kills the faith of a lot of people because they were told that they're going to a church where they'll experience God and experience Christ, but they end up in a cult where one man is the hero of it all. He has taken Christ's place and been given center stage, and then this so-called church rises to prominence, and then people believe in this individual, and they believe that He is the voice of God or she is the voice of God and they trust in that person and then one day, boom, somebody's been exposed. And what happens is that people don't say that, oh, that person was bad. People turn away from God. People say religion is false. People start saying that church is business, yet initially you were in the wrong place. Initially you were not supposed to be in that place. Because from the get-go, it was never about God. It was always about an individual. So, just a few pointers. Because it's so hard to see people lose their faith and not believe in God when they had put all their hope in a man. And when that man is false, they then turn away from God because that man or woman told the people that I'm the visionary, I'm the voice of God. God talks to me. He never told you this is how you get to hear from God. He told you, listen to me because I hear from God. So here's a few pointers, okay? I know we want to go to church and we have to go to church and we have to have fellowship. But first of all, you must find a church that is Christ-centered. That's the first and most important thing, Christ-centered. Secondly, you must go to a church that teaches the truth from the Bible. Not this manipulating of scriptures and coming up with nonsense sermons and calling it revelation. No, because altering scripture is a big red flag, a big, big one. Okay, so how do you know that you're not in the right church? How do you know that you're in a cult that is disguised as a church? How do you know you're amongst wolves that are in sheep's clothing, monsters disguised as men? Well, there's a few telltale signs that you need to look out for. First of all, the leader of the church the pastor of the church is exalted in the church they say that they are the visionary which is not true they say that god speaks to them and they've been given authority to lead the church the way they see fit which is not true okay what they are doing is they are putting the focus on themselves instead of Christ, Christ is the visionary. Christ is the head of the church. So what these people have to be doing is what Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So constantly they've got to be pointing you and directing you to Christ, not to them as being the visionary and the voice of God and the wonderful and anointed one. No, Christ is the anointed one. That's very important because these people then say that they are the shepherds and you are the sheep. No, everybody is sheep. And I know this because on judgment day, everybody is going to be judged as sheep or goats. He doesn't say that, call the shepherds forward. So basically, it's the principle of first among equals yes, you have the position of accountability to teach people. Jesus gave an instruction before he ascended to heaven. He says that, go ye therefore into all the world, baptize them and teach them to observe everything I have taught you. He didn't say dominate them. He didn't say have power over them. He said, teach them. And then in, in, In the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit comes, Christ promises that after the Holy Spirit comes, you will have power to be witnesses for me in Jerusalem and in all the earth. Witnesses for Christ. That's why I'm saying a true church, Christ is the center of that church. If Christ is not the center of that church, it is a cult. It is a cult. The leader of the church, if they are separated from everybody else, it is a cult. Because like I said, the principle is first amongst equals, not one man exalted and given all these wonderful titles and everybody is looked down on. The second thing that you can tell if you are in a cult is practices that are against the Bible. Practices that are against the Bible. Okay, there's certain things that churches do that are traditions in those churches, but it is not biblical. It goes against Christ and it goes against the Word, but they just throw it in like it's how things should be done. I can use giving as an example. This public display of giving They say things like, it's okay to give publicly because how did Jesus notice the widow? Jesus was actually watching. But it wasn't a display. Look how much I'm giving. Those giving 5,000, lift up your hands. Oh, those who give 10,000, can you come forward first? Wave your offering in the air. All those are manipulations in order to get people to give more. And that is not biblical. When you are giving, whether to the poor or in church, give as an act of worship to God. Give secretly, not for attention, not to be seen, not to publicize your financial status. But that is one practice that is anti-Bible. Another point is how you know that you are in a cult: is that. In these organizations, there's the man who founded the church and claims he was called by God, and then you get him at the head, but his family also run the church, and that is incorrect. That is incorrect because what happens in these instances, um, let me give you an example. Let's say the leader's name is Pastor John all right and your name is Paul and when pastor John founded the church you Paul were one of his first members in fact you are one of the first people to attend his church and the church has now been going on for 30 years but what happens is pastor John's son Simon who was in the church when he was young but then moved away Move to another city, another country, and whatever. And then years later, years later, Pastor John's son comes back. And as soon as he arrives, the day he arrives, he's given leadership authority in the church. Not you who's been a part of the church practically most of your life and you understand the workings, the teachings, and so on and so forth. No the son comes in or even daughter and they're straight away put into a position of authority, you are in a cult. If the family have authority in the church by default because their parent or brother or sister is heading the church, it's a cult. If church decisions are made at family meetings, are made at home, If church business is discussed amongst the family instead of with the leaders and the congregation of the church, it's a cult. It's not a real church because that is not biblical. Because what happens is in order to accommodate their family members, a lot of biblical principles about leadership are broken. But for you, who are in the congregation and who've been faithful in the congregation. Those biblical principles are upheld. But a lot of biblical principles are broken. And if you read Timothy, you'll see the condition given for people to be in ministry. But in a lot of these churches, so-called churches, you'll find that those conditions are not followed because it's not a church. It's a cult. So the family will always be put at the forefront. In some some congregations, you get the wife being given the default title of pastor as well because the husband is pastor. That's ridiculous. The only time a wife was given position of authority in Scripture was Jezebel and Ahab. That's the only time I can think of. If I'm wrong, just throw it down in the comments. But that's the only time I can think of with Jezebel and Ahab, where the wife had the authority of the husband. So what does that tell you? You don't see the wives of the apostles, those who had wives, running the churches as well. You don't see their children running the churches as well. The one who has been called to serve is the one that serves. So... That's a sign that you're in a cult. You've got to be careful. There are no churches that should be run by a family, none. Leadership should be God-ordained, prayerfully chosen, based on Scripture. We should go through the structure given in the book of Timothy as to what a leader is, and we stand by the Word of God. That's, That's what we have to do. We have no authority to override Scripture. We do not have authority to do that. The next sign that you're in a cult is free labor. That's right. A lot of these false churches use people for free labor. Oh, come and clean the building. Come and repair the building. Some go as extreme as saying that you must cater to the pastor, so you must go and work at the pastor's house, wash the pastor's car for free, come and set up at the church for free, okay? Free labor, free labor. People are used in these congregations to do things and they say it's a calling. They say it's an honor. Now, I'm not saying that people mustn't work in churches. You must work, but everybody must work, not just a certain group of people, not just the people of the congregation. Everybody must work. Yes, the leader has the responsibility to pray and teach the word. It's written in the Bible. Okay, Peter and them said, you guys sort out the waiting on tables and taking care of the poor, and so on and so forth. But we'll study the Word so that we can teach, and that is understandable. But what about the leader's children? What about other people who are in the hierarchy of the ministry? I remember I used to be in a certain congregation, and there was an individual who felt exalted above everyone else, and that individual would be clicking their fingers and pointing at people, pointing to send people in this direction. And that was so degrading and so belittling. But they felt exalted above everyone else. It's a cult mentality. It's a cult mentality. You do not treat people like that. We are supposed to be brethren, united in Christ. Not one individual exalted so you click your fingers and point and where you click and point to, somebody must run. No, that is incorrect. You go and do what you are supposed to do and you ask somebody to help you. Can you please help me with this? But a lot of the times in these cults, they want to use you for free labor and then they guilt you or beat you down verbally, if you refuse. You become sort of like an outcast. So they'll say, oh, at the church, this week we've got this program, everybody must come and help. And if you don't show up, you're treated like an outcast. That is cultish manipulation because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. Now I'm going to treat you bad. That is not the right way to do it. A true church would pay its people something because a lot of people sacrifice under the guise that they are going to get a benefit from the anointing. They are going to prosper if they work for free. And then you end up filling out volunteer forms or slips saying that you're not going to require anything for what you are doing. And you're busy working in the church for months and months and getting nothing out of it except a, oh, God bless you, you're so wonderful. You are in a cult. Finances. Church finances are public finances. It's not a business, it's a non profit organization. And the money that the church receives is charitable donations. Therefore, that church has to publicly display where the money is going. Monthly, quarterly, weekly, annually, whatever you like. But everybody has got to know this is how much pastor is getting. This is how much went to works of charity. This is how much went to the maintenance of the building. But in a lot of churches that are cults, you will never know How much has been made, how much has been spent, and what it has been spent on. Because in a cult setting, the leader of the cult uses the money at their own discretion without any accountability. And then again, you'll find in these cult settings, it's the family that's involved, it's the family and a certain select group of people that are loyal to this individual that is supposed to be the so-called anointed one. Another sign that you are in a cult, the leader that is placed over you does not want to be accountable to the congregation. They tell you that I'm not accountable to you, but there are people who are as anointed or more anointed than I am, that I am accountable to you. But I will never answer to you. Now what nonsense is that? You want to lead me. You want my money. You want my service. I must be accountable to you, but you must never be accountable to me. So that means when you're teaching something that is incorrect, or doing something that is out of order, you cannot be held accountable by us where we have to contact some higher-up dude, one of your friends who's also running a cult, and then they deal with you privately. That is not correct. That is not correct at all. If I am accountable to you, you are accountable to me. If you are going to teach me from Scripture, then I must be able to question what you are teaching. And another, another sign that you're in a cult, they threaten you. They tell you that if, if the man of God is doing something wrong, you cannot confront him. You cannot talk about it because you'll be cursed. Because the Bible says, touch not mine anointed. So if you see me doing something wrong, you've got to keep it to yourself. Don't you dare touch the anointed of God. And that's nonsense because in all truth we are all anointed of God. We are all anointed of God because we are all called by God into salvation. And they want to take verses that are used for the children of Israel and place it on themselves and use those verses to deceive people. If a leader is committing sin or teaching false doctrine they must be held accountable it must be pointed out it must be dealt with immediately whether they go on a time of discipline take time off from the pulpit and repent pray sort out their lives deal with their issues or be removed for a season but they must be dealt with and if they are teaching false doctrine they must be permanently removed from the congregation that's how a church should be because what's the point of somebody standing behind the pulpit and then teaching us devil's doctrine so they must be permanently removed from the ministry but again it's this cultish I'm untouchable kind of deal and these people are exalted more than god is exalted they are Reverenced and honored more than God is reverenced and honored. And th- th- this doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why people would do that. And if somebody is a genuine leader, I don't know why they would accept that. It does not make sense. Another sign that you're in a cult is false prophecies, false revelation, false promises that are spoken by the so called man of God never come to pass. But the man or woman of God are never held accountable. Neither do they hold themselves accountable. So, for example, we're in the new year, 2024, and everybody's got themes for the year. And in that theme is a promise given that God is going to do this in this year. Some even prophesy for this year, this is what's going to go down. And it never happens. But that man that gave that theme, that man that gave that word for the year, never stands behind the pulpit and takes accountability to say that I was wrong, I was deceived, I was emotional when I thought that up. Never. We just move on. Yet they have to give an account because some people altered their lives based on what you said. You're in a cult. You are in a cult when an individual is exalted. My pastor is powerful. My pastor is prayerful. My prophet is this. My prophet is that. Oh, the my bishop. Oh, my man of God. My archbishop. My apostle. Oh, and this and this man is exalted. They can pray. When they pray, God hears and God moves. They can declare, when they declare, the heavens shake. Only God is to be exalted. Only God is to be called good because there is no one good. Instead of acknowledging that we are living under grace, and a lot of the time when God hears our prayers and our cries, when we speak a word and it comes to pass, it's because of God's grace not because an individual can move God. There is no humility in claiming that somebody is some sort of God's favorite. If you have that, then you are in a cult because you are worshipping your leader. And finally, you know you are in a cult if you are never led to Christ. You know, these teachings about, oh, you're going to make it, oh, you're going to prosper, this is your year. That is very untrue because what if somebody is going to die this year? What if somebody has an incurable disease and they're going to find that out this year? You see, these type of sermons where it's going to be wonderful for everybody, things are going to work out for everybody, that's not true, that's a lie because that's not the cycle of life. We have hurt and pain in life. We have ups and downs in life. And this year may be somebody's worst year ever. But if you lead people to Christ, that is the constant that they'll always have, that Christ is with them. Hope is in Christ, not because the calendar has reset. But yeah, you are in a cult if you are not being directed to pointed to, led to, guided to, Jesus Christ. If Christ is not the center of what is being taught in your church, and not just Christ, yes, the works of Christ, but also the words of Christ, because that's what he commanded, teach them to observe everything I have taught you. So if the words of Christ are not been taught, you are in a cult. If emotion is used anywhere in the service, you are in a cult. Please be careful out there, people. I hope that this is helpful to you because you need to know. And if you realize that you are in a cult, get out of there because your faith is being destroyed. Your life, your years are going. You've been robbed of years. Get out of there. You have loyalty only to the true church of God and to Christ, no one else. Another sign that you've got to look out for how you know that you're in a cult is on holiday times. You know, holidays, Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, countries, national holidays. Instead of being encouraged to be with your family, they encourage you to attend a church service. Every free time that you have, they want to take it from you. The church, society, nations are made up of families, but you'll find that these holiday events where you're supposed to spend time, spend time with your family, they tell you, come to church. We're having a conference. Be careful, people. I'm warning you, be careful. Because to be in a church that is a false church and a cult, And I want you to understand something. Sometimes these people are practicing cultish practices and they don't realize it, but they're establishing a cult which is destroying your faith. I've talked to so many people that have left church and they haven't just left church, they've left God altogether. They're like, I don't believe in God anymore because of these are my experiences in church. Be careful. Find a true church and run out of these cult organizations. I hope you heard. God bless you.